Game Boys. Oh, my brother's FaceTiming me. He's trying to get he's trying to get me to play New World. More more New Rule. New World is over. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's over. Yeah. I'm declaring it over. What happened? Uh did you just like get know, bored? It's, it's just too repetitive and there's just nothing going on in the game. Um there's just there's just nothing there. It's just the grind. And, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have a little bit of sprinkles on the grind. I mean, it's, it's kind of like it, it was always going to kind of push up against the limits of like how immersive and compelling, like emergent narrative stuff can be because it was so grounded in that. And like, I guess you found the answer. Yeah. And it's like, well, if it is just going to be about PVP and writing the story, then like, don't make me take 200 hours to get to level cap in a PVE experience. It's just, it's, it seems all over the place. Yeah. That's a weird, um, that's, that's a weird choice. It's like, imagine if you're like, I want to play Halo, but first I have to play a, like a 200 hour Halo campaign with no story. Yeesh. <laughs> But that's like essentially what they're asking you to do there, um, which is interesting. It's an interesting ask. Um, Do you like my new uh, new recording room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is this a board? One of Blue Origin's fledgling rockets? Yep. It's uh, I'm going into space with William Shatner, but I wouldn't let that stop me from doing an episode. Did you see the. Did you see the, the the video of Shatner and Bezos? I did. Yeah, pretty uncomfortable for me. Pretty awesome. Yeah, two, it's like, two cool guys. Because you know Shatner is exactly like Bezos, but with lower tier people than him. And it's funny to see a high tier person like Shatner get even more like out tiered in terms of wealth and fame. Yeah, well, I mean, also Shatner's like... A lot more like crungly and inflexible than Bezos. Like crungly. Yeah. He's just like a nasty guy. And Bezos is like a piece of shit and evil. But he's like clearly malleable. Like that's how he's so successfully evil. And Shatner's just like, no, I'm William Shatner and everyone's gonna love me. I'm gonna do the Rocket Man. Yeah. Um, uh- Shatner's like sort of like more old Hollywood, like evil, but in sort of a almost cute way now because like every rich guy is like this new era of billionaires they're all like they're not like robots and they're not like aliens they're like homunculuses or something it's like they're made out of clay uh yeah they are kind of like sort of like golems that have like 80 percent of a human spirit inside of them yeah and and you know I I I I I'm I we're gonna miss the Shatners. That's all I'll say. No, I mean that's true. Cause so I went to a high school. I'm sure maybe you did too. I'm sure a lot of people did. Where there were like some kids who were extremely wealthy who lacked personality or redeeming traits, but who just like leveraged being wealthy into like being generally popular and well regarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what every rich guy is now. Where it's just yeah. like they don't have charisma or like cool vibes or style. They just have like a lot of money and they're like, so you have to like me. It's the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like. And, they, and then they'll complain about it on TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> why is everyone so mad at me for uh, buying this company that turns uh, polar bears into uh, soda cans? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, come on, man. <laughs> 
because the commercials, man, we love that commercial. Yeah. That's why. You don't want soda if it's not polar bears selling it to us. You've totally misdiagnosed the situation. <laughs> speaking of speaking of rich and famous people, did you uh, did you see this Robin Williams video? I did. My first problem I had with it. So evil. The first problem that I had with it, even before we get into like how weird and ghoulish it is, is that I kept reading the lead actor, Jamie Costa's name as Jamie Taco. From, I kept reading, reading it as Jamie Kennedy. Well, that's weird. That's because that's like not even close. Well, what's Jamie Taco? It's short, like Costa. It's almost the number of letters. Jamie Taco's from I Think You Should Leave, season two. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, I remember Jamie Taco's the the actor from I Think You Should Leave, season two, the guy who like tries to take all the lines. Oh, okay. And yeah, I just kept I, expecting to see that guy. Well, the it, you, it's not. It's way worse than that. Yeah. It's like for those who haven't seen it. It's this guy, this random actor who like spent a lot of money to make like a a bi- like a scene from a biopic about Robin Williams where he plays Robin Williams. And to be fair, this guy has done like other fan stuff like this before. Wait, really? I so he's known so. for being he's known for being evil like this. Um I think it's not I don't think that's how people interpret it. Um but yes. So what's even weirder is like, okay, at first it's like, he's like, he's doing the, he's doing the Robin voice. Like, ah, I'm Robin. And then, but then the scene revolves around a woman coming into his trailer and telling him that John Belushi has died. Yeah. He's really getting in as much death as possible into this video. (laughs) It's like a, it's like, yeah, if you're not already thinking about the tragic death of one comic, let's add a second one to the scene. Yeah. I mean, you go, you got to elevate. You got to escalate the situation. That's when it got to be like a new layer of hell. That was like super great. Like awesome. I was like, oh, this is like this is seeping. This is seeping with evil. I love it. I was just um, sort of like, this is weird and ghoulish at first. And then I saw the tweet where Zelda Williams was like, would people please stop sending this to me? I do mm-hmm. not want to see this guy pretend to be my dead father. Like I, it's I am uncomfortable with it. And it makes me sad. And then I forget exactly what Twitter pulled from her tweet, but like because it was trending, Twitter was pulling relevant tweets, and it pulled a line from hers that was like, "Yes, I've seen the video about my dad," um, and posted it as like a "Here's why you should click this trending topic." Even Zelda Williams <laughs> is talking about it, and it was like the rest <laughs> of. <laughs> The rest of her tweet was like, I've seen the video and I don't want to watch it. Please stop sending it to me. It makes me feel bad and I hate it. But Twitter pulled just that one line and was like, people are talking about this. Zelda Williams has final say. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, she does. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Folks, the robots have won and we're already nibbling on the bugs. Welcome to Back to Game Boys. <laughs> Welcome to Game Boys, a podcast I'm your host. about video games. Oh. It's about video games. Yes, it can be. It can it can be about whatever you want this week, audience. So you let us know if we're ever veering to a topic you don't like, whether that's international politics or I don't know, uh, the, different uh, kinds of uh, pizza, the NHS, the NHL, and, and anything in between. Actually, I do have an NHL related story for this week. That's like, weird that you said that. I literally have one written down. <laughs> I felt it. I felt in the zeitgeist. Um, but yeah, 
This is the Game Boys, a podcast of video games. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Lux. And I am another one of your hosts, and there and there are many other sleeper cell hosts that I can activate at any time. And my name's Griffin. And we're joined, of course, by the big worm herself. That's right, doing the reference again. <laughs> the big worm from Dune. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about Dune. It's our producer, Haley. <laughs> or should I say, the sleeper has awakened. Is, is that what the worm is called? That's one of the things they say about the worm. Well, there's there's a whole there's a bunch of them, right? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of worms. worms. It's not just one worm that rules the land. There's so many worms. Yes, yeah. worms are like an animal that lives there. Yeah, they're like what we, what we, what tremors are, right? Yeah, they're like what tremors are. Yeah, cool. Anyways, that, we're we're not doing a Duna so this week. Well, we um, are doing back. a Duna so next week. Is that next week? Okay, it comes out this weekend. Then. So okay. I'll go. But I also have to see the Eternals, Lux. Lux, do we have to talk about let's let's clear our schedules. Let's talk about the Eternals. Okay, let's start with <laughs> the Eternals, then we'll get to the NHL. But first, yeah. Yeah. Big Eternals League today. I'm spreading my desk out. I'm pushing all of my notes away. I need to talk to you about Eternals. Sure, there's spoilers. Let's warm it up with that. All right. There are spoilers. Should we start with the big spoiler? Uh, it, I haven't heard any of the spoilers. I'll, 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 I, but did I hear that Krango has sex? <laughs> um, two characters do have sex in the movie. And is it a male on male? There's a male on male kiss. And then there's, I think, a male and lady sex. Dude, when, when Kumail nuts, like the entire theater is going to stand up. Yeah. And, and cheer. And cheer. I mean, he deserves that. He's had a great career. Yeah, I agree. Um, but so I've been trying to convince myself this movie is going to be good. At every turn, the movie goes out of its way to make that more difficult. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and, and I guess at this point in the franchise of Marvel, I have to ask the obvious question, which is why? Why do you have any faith in this universe and what they're doing? Largely because... I think where these kind of stories are strongest and most interesting is when they're starting things and setting things up and creating sort of the new ground for the next sort of meta narrative. Um, And like, that's now, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and so it feels like if there's ever time for them to try new things, do other stuff, do cool stuff with the shit they're doing. Um, and some of the stuff they're doing, like like Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, sounds kind of interesting in that way. And even the Doctor Strange shit does. It would be now. And I thought Eternals, because Eternals are such a weird property to try to put in the Marvel Universe. And are such a weird comic. And Chloe Zhao is such a wild pull to direct such a weird movie. That, like, they must be trying to take some kind of weird swings with it. And at every turn, it appears that they're not. <laughs> and they are, in fact, doing yeah. the exact same bullshit. It seems like the the blandest yet of all of their movies. I mean, it seems like it's like the first Marvel movie to have like a full action sequence clipped to Twitter weeks before it comes out. Yeah. They seem (laughs) really worried about it being bad. It's, it's kind of a very, very weird slow release where people online have been talking about how bad it looks for about a month now thinking it's going to come out any day and it's still not out no it's not coming Um, out until after my birthday it's not coming out until november 5th and i do certainly think it's bad but i do have to also 
pair that with my real world lived in experience of at my job, every single person is an unironic Marvel fan and is excited to go see the Eternals. So it's it is it is hard to to sort of like, I don't know. It's it's hard to figure out where to stand on this kind of stuff, because on one end, I feel like these universes and the guys that run this whole Marvel thing, they're just kind of like a blob and like you get absorbed into it and then you're just like a bunch of limbs sticking out of the blob. Um, And like... And so it's just like very, it feels really flattening. Um, Well, that was a big part of why I was initially excited about Eternals, right? Because there were all those reports of like Chloe Zhao showing test footage to like Kevin Feige and his weird friends and then being like, this is, you didn't even use CGI stuff just looks like this in a camera. Um, (laughs) And then it's like all the shots are like on a beach, on a cliff. And it's like, wow, what a, what a genius. Like, like the whole, I'm sorry, but the whole run of publicity about bringing in this like indie auteur in and like how all of her influences are like Scorsese and Palma and all this stuff. it, It all felt just like, very PR and very, very forced. But it felt like at least they might be trying something. They're like trying to like, it felt to me more like less like they're being like, we're getting weird now. And more like they were like hedging their bet and like trying to preemptively convince people that this thing that was going to be pretty different than the other things would be okay and good. Um, But now it just seems like they were like basically lying. (laughs) Now it just seems like that's not going to be any different. It's going to have like a slightly nicer color palette and like a slightly better use of like diagonals and maybe like the blocking will be a little bit more interesting, but it'll ultimately just look like and feel like a Marvel movie. Um, And like maybe one with like a little bit more of a guiding eye, but that's it. Um, And that's like not very exciting to me. I I mean, I think that it's going to feel worse than a Marvel movie because the things that the Marvel movies had for the last couple of phases was this rising momentum, this idea that it was all adding up to something. And with like, you're just, I just don't feel that from this. I'm not excited about these characters, these like 15 people they're going to introduce. And and I just, yeah, I guess you're saying that you're excited because there is the potential for them to start building a new universe. Yeah. But uh, I have two pro- I have two problems with that. Like, that's why I was excited, right? But now there's two obvious complications to that. One is that now they have the rights to the X-Men. So, like, if yeah. they want to start doing team shit, there's a way better team. The Eternals aren't that cool of a team. Yeah. Um, and the, the X-Men don't have to, like, start the movie with, like, here's why we weren't there for the Holocaust. Yeah. And, and, so, and all those fun conversations. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it was so easy. Also, like, the X-Men have a built-in, like, oh, Xavier used the fucking Cerebro on Krakoa to mind wipe everyone to forget the X-Men existed while they built their weird island nation. And now they mind, unmind wipes everyone. And now the X-Men are back. That's why they haven't been here. Open the X-Men movie with a montage of all the big Marvel moments. But the X-Men are just there edited in. It's all CGI anyway. And it's like, oh, wait, hold on. What a huge reveal. Totally crazy way to start Marvel phase four. Let's go. Done. Mm-hmm. Easy. We love it. Super fun. Um Here's what happens. The Eternals, they're like halfway through the movie. Everyone has fallen asleep at this point. Everyone's nodded off in the theater because it's it's so boring. And then we hear a big swell and we see Xavier roll out on, onto the beach. 
and he goes, uh, engage. And all the X-Men come out and just viciously murder the Eternals, kill every single one of them. And then the, and they're like, X-Men will return. We didn't even finish this movie. <laughs> yeah. But the X-Men will return. Everyone stopped working on this to go work on the X-Men movie. Yeah. Um, it was like Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's... So the, there's the X-Men thing, which is, like, a huge issue. And the other problem is just that, like, the first trailer it was, like, okay, this is, like, big, swelly, and epic. But, like, that's fine. It's the first Marvel trailer. But, like, they'll probably lean into some of the weirdness of this stuff and, like, the big cosmic elements of everything. Uh, and every other trailer and thing that I've seen is just like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Um, and so they're not it doesn't feel like they're it feels like it's the worst of both worlds. Right. They're not really going in a new direction or trying a new thing or building a new like leg of the universe. Um, they're also not like really in a position to build towards whatever the next story thing is. They're just going to be floating in like a nowhere space and has no like really dependable character attached to it, has no. Has, in fact, characters that I keep saying I don't like <laughs> comprising the vast majority of the movie. Um, and, like, yeah, it's it's just becoming this thing where it's like, I'm going to go see it because A, my job, and B, like, I'm a weird completionist about things. But, like, it's – I don't think it's going to be good. Like, I like Kumail. I like Barry Keegan. Um, you know? I like, I like – I like most of the actors involved in this movie. But just, like, I just don't think it's going to be very good. <laughs> Yeah, I like Chloe um, Zhao. I like Angelina Jolie, Tom Hayek. Like it's a, okay. Don't we, we're not going to list the whole IMDb cast oh, here right, now. I'll, I'll close my tab. Please uh, close your tabs. There was another spoiler. Oh, okay. Uh, is this okay? There's another a big a big yeah, spoiler. Fuck it. Drop it. Drop chat. Uh, you, uh, audience, it, drop out now. Yeah, drop out for the next five minutes if you don't want to be spoiled. But uh, uh, the the post credit scene for the Eternals is going to include. Thanos's brother Eros, right. as played by Harry Styles. Nice, pretty weird. Eh, whatever. It's could be a bunch of stunt casting forever, right? I mean, yeah, but it's the the part of it that's weird to me is just like, why are we going in this direction? Um, I know that he's like a weird version of the Eternals or whatever, and he's like related to them, but like. I just it's like just let's do others like Marvel has so many cool things in the comic books. Do you know what I mean? Like they, you don't like the character. Is that the problem? And just like I just these are all the eternal shit is so stupid. Just give me like give me a secret invasion. Give me the fucking there's a bunch of crawl scrolls everywhere. And no one knows who's a scroll and who isn't a scroll because they can shape shift and everyone's paranoid and freaking out. Is that the real Captain America or is that just a scroll who looks like Captain America? Who knows? Like that's that's fun. That's a fun, different kind of thing. I love I love me a scroll. This is just like more space big bads with nothing to do with anything, or like space characters with nothing to do with anything. Is he a bad guy? No, he's I think a good guy. That's why I correct myself. He's like, um, he's like a superhero. Where was he? Where was he when his brother was freaking acting up? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if they're actually brothers. They're both, they're both titans. I know that. Mm, um, okay, they're both from the same planet. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's, I don't know. He's a weird character, a weird guy to put in here. All right. We got to stop talking about Marvel. I, I, I can't. That's fair. I can't. I'm going to die. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm lightheaded right now. Oh my fucking God. Audience, I'm so sorry we did that to you. No more Marvel talk. What is this? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the games. Yeah. You want to talk about What's the NHL on? for a sec? Yeah, sure. There's a new NHL game, right? There is, but it's not what I, my story is. 
Oh, okay. I just thought you'd find this interesting. Uh, Evander Kane, a hockey player, is the first athlete to finally get busted using a fake vaccine card. It's finally happened. Nice. People are faking vax I mean, cards, man. We knew it was going to happen, but it's happening for it's real. It's so fucking easy to do. How are they even like getting caught? Dude, I don't have any idea how they're getting caught or how any of this shit works. It's just very funny to me that like these dudes are willing to do a federal crime. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we're seeing that with like what, like cops too, right? I've I've seen cops like basically cry on camera and quit their job. I've seen uh, an army guy hold up a sign. Oh, the sign is the best. The the sign is like, I am receiving this injection under duress. Yeah, <laughs> I needed to keep my job and blah blah blah. It's very funny. Yeah, duress. Yeah, I mean, um, it's crazy how many legs, like how long fucking the this like people being weird about the vaccine, like new layers of ways to be weird about it keep emerging. Do you know what I mean? Like we had like anti-vaxxers protest people and now we've got like card faking and like crying videos of people getting the vaccine or not getting it. It's just become so strange. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, this is what we get. This, this is what happens. <laughs> Go you know? on. I this is just what happens when when you know when everyone has this kind of voodoo untrustworthy relationship with healthcare in America. If you don't ever see a doctor, then you're gonna you're gonna watch YouTube, and you're gonna pay for premium, and you're and you're gonna. That's who you pay instead of a copay at the office. You pay for your YouTube premium. Yeah. For your online doctor. <laughs> yeah. Remember BetterHelp? This is even better. Can you imagine if you go to the doctor for $10 a month, this is price of YouTube premium? Yeah. I bet, uh, I bet, you, I bet, I bet everyone would be triple vaxxed. They'd be trying to get a fourth. Yeah, they'd be fucking fight. They'd be beating each other up. They'd be beating each other to shit to get that next vaccine. There'd yeah, be blood on the know. pavement. Like, it, you know, life hasn't really turned on in certain ways, but I just don't, I don't even think about these stories anymore. I just like, I don't know. It seems like, it seems like it's technically the present, but it feels like we're talking about the past. Yeah. No. Does that make sense? It does make sense. There's like a threshold of weirdness to them where they like pop me, right? Like the guy gets caught with the fake vaccine card or like a month ago when that article came out that was like Libs put out the stupidest, most wiener ass people to talk about the vaccines. It would convince conservatives not to get it because they know we'd all hate Fauci. So when Fauci was saying to get it, they knew we never would. And it's a plan to kill all the conservatives. And it's just like shit like that is what like still pops me. Like just like the crazy, like increasing layers of weirdness to it. Um, yeah. But you're totally right. Well, it does feel like talking about the past just because like it. There have been so many times over the past like year and almost two years now where it's just like it's felt like this has been resolved. And then like it turns out it's not for some stupid ass reason. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's really a sense of like what we're talking about is really a thing that got fixed six months ago. Just because like it's it should have been. It feels like someone's live reacting to a show that came out two years ago. It's like, yeah, we did this already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I can't believe there's another Friends episode of that monkey. <laughs> 
Really? Damn. I must have missed that one. Yeah. That's how everyone feels right now. Is <laughs> well, are there mul- there's multiple episodes with a monkey on that show? With Marcel? They m- monkey around? <laughs> they monkey around on that show. More ways than one, frankly. There's there's what is there? Is there a whole season with a monkey? There's a while with a monkey named Marcel. That's genius. You don't even have to write jokes at that point. No, you really, I mean, look, they never did. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I got a news story that's uh, gamer related. Hell yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, I found the first Xbox that I'm going to buy, Lux, or at least going to attempt to buy. But it's going to be a very, very rare catch. And I, of course, I'm talking about the very real Xbox mini fridge that is a Target exclusive. Okay, I haven't seen even one thing about this, so you'll have okay. to tell me what you're talking about. I'm DMing you an image right now. Fucking yes, dude. I love this shit. Um, so it's already it's no, sold no, out. No, 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 no. It's no. sold out in ten minutes. It's already sold out. Um, you can get one on eBay for around three to four hundred dollars from scalpers, um, and they say they're going to release more in 2022. For me, this is an end of the year touchdown item. I- I'm gonna find one of these somehow. Wait, so I'm gonna get the Xbox Series X mini fridge. So is it both a mini fridge and a console? I don't believe it's a console. Okay. Fair enough. I believe it it is literally just a fridge that looks like the Xbox. Okay. Yeah, for a second I thought it was a console. Then I saw that it was only like four hundred bucks, and I was like, "That's not real." No, no, like, no, that's, no. A, it would that's be a good ha- deal for an Xbox, even if it's not a mini fridge. Frankly, right? It should be like seven or eight hundred dollars if it's like a playable Xbox. I'm just saying, yeah. it looks amazing. It's got a green glow on the inside, and I think it could really supercharge my my Red Bulls. I feel like every drink you put in there would turn into Monster. <laughs> Um, that's what I think. It looks sick as hell. And, you know, I know we talked a lot of last week about how we're having all these shipping shortages and Christmas is at stake and Hanukkah and, and all the other holidays. They're all at stake. Um, and this to me seems to be probably the go to item, the hardest item to get this Christmas. Probably not. Probably PS5. <laughs> yeah, but still probably pretty hard to get. <laughs> but I'm just throwing it out there right now. I'm, I'm putting it out into the universe that I want an Xbox mini fridge. And usually what works for me is I try really hard to get one and then I get really upset and I throw a fit online and then someone gets one for me. That has worked in the past, which is pretty fucked up, but <laughs> it is true that I can't deny that that has been an effective strategy for you. <laughs> So that's where I'm at with the Xbox mini fridge. Keep your games in it. Keep your games cool. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, have a nice icy game. My PC gets so hot. I'd love to put my PC in a fridge. Um, yeah, exactly. Like keep your PC in a little in a little mini fridge so that it doesn't overheat and you get and then you get maximum performance. Do is that is that is there must be a reason they don't do that. It's got to be cuz like it gets wet. Right. Or something. Maybe. But think about this. LeBron James takes ice baths. You know what I mean? Right. And he's the best computer that ever lived. Exactly. 
He's his brain is a walking basketball computer. <laughs> uh, Lux, do you want? I got a few things. What do you What do you want to talk about? Um, not a ton. I've been trying out a new game recommended by our friend Burf that I've been playing today. Nice. Um, a game made by uh, one of the original Final Fantasy designers. Um, I believe it's called Endless Dungeon, maybe, or it's called Dungeon Encounters. That's the name of it. Incredible name. A super. They don't even try anymore. It's like an insanely bare bones game, but it's like mechanically pretty neat. Um, and it's it, made by an algorithm, and it's really funny. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's made by uh, what's his name, uh, Hiroyuki Ito, who did Final Fantasy IV. Um, oh, and also directed Final Fantasies IX and twelve. Um, Wait, is this on the iPhone? No, it's on. Maybe it is. It's on the Switch, is where I have it. Out on the Switch, okay. Um, but it's like all right. Well, I respect that resume. And it's like very bare bones. There's like not a lot of story, not a lot of stuff, just a lot of like cool mechanics and action to it. Yeah. Um, hmm. And it's very fun. I'm excited to have found it right before I take my 10 hour bus ride to New Orleans. It seems like a really good 10 hour bus ride game. Oh, that'd be awesome. If the Switch can even last that long. I mean, it probably can't. But, I'll, you know, I also own a couple of books. Hmm. Griffin just fully shook his head in disgust. Not even, not even mentioned reading books, just owning them, owning them. Yeah, just that I have some books that I could read on the bus. Fucking mm-hmm. man, lost his see damn the, mind. See all the ones behind me? Those are props. That's a green screen. Yeah, no. Every, I've been to your house. Every book you have is a. It's like in a The Great Gatsby. How they have all those books that aren't cut up yet. Yeah, because like their pages are all stuck together. That's how it is for all the books you have. That's what made them great. That's what made him so great. Um, yeah, he never read a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot to do a commercial break. What are we doing an ad for? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the commercial that we just remembered we have to record that you'll probably heard before this part. Uh, so, you know, I was talking a little bit about New World and sort of how after a certain point in like the late 20s and once you hit around level 30, a lot of people, including me, have been saying that like, they feel like they lack a purpose and an ability to like keep on returning to the game. It sounds a lot like being employed. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, and new world getting good at new world and getting level cap is a fucking job and it's gotta be worth it. And it's like, you know, wild classic was a grind in the same way. And I could tell that they were very inspired by wild classic and wanted a classic feel to this game. But in wild classic, even though it was bare bones, there was all of these promises on the horizon. All of these zones had these mysterious towers or, or volcanoes or mountains and there's something just behind that boulder and sort of this promise of like these future adventures all built around this like backstory and sort of a lot of lore in the background. If you don't even have that in New World, then you really are just aimless. Yeah, um, I mean, there's got to be something to like hang your hat on, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and, and so ultimately, I've been back to Final Fantasy 14, baby. Oh and holy oh, shit, dude, it is it just keeps getting better. It's 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 one of those it's one of those great experiences where you're like, this is as good as it can get. And then they do it even better. Um, I just left the heaven sword expansion and now i'm on Stormblood, and they like crank the graphics up it's always cool because you know i'm playing through about a decade of content yeah. right 
And so like each expansion, you see it like improvements and it's like, I got to Stormblood and they crank up the graphics and then the cutscenes are just insane. Now there's just like insane battles. The new villain that they've set up is just like, he's gnarly as shit. Uh, and, and, and it's just, it was it just, I'm just dying to see what's ha- what's going to happen next. Um, this is without a doubt my favorite final fantasy story of all time. Um, and, uh, I just, I think it's probably a little unfair to even compare it to other final fantasy games. Cause obviously you would love the characters if you got to spend three or 400 hours with them in all the different stories, but you get to spend so much time with this cast that you like, you feel like you've done a, like a full six season TV show with them. Yeah. I mean, that is the part that to me is like the most alluring, despite my like distaste for that type of game is just that like, it does seem really fun to like really build those character connections and have them like layer and layer and layer and layer and layer. And because like, that's why I have so much fun with these trails of cold steel games, like the trails games in general is that like, there are all these big long RPGs that are like, you know, 60 to a hundred hours or whatever. And then you go around and do some stuff. And then the next game you go around and do some stuff, but you meet the same characters again, they have new problems and you learn new things about them. And that just happens over and over and over again. And that's so engrossing and exciting. And the idea of doing that with the, in a Final Fantasy world with like a decade of content is like pretty appealing. It makes me wish that they could just put out a single player version. I mean, in, in, in most, I mean, in most like moments, it's a single player experience. It just happens to be online. But it also like, has like its mechanical setup is like different than how you mechanically set up a single player game in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, it has, I guess, the cooldowns that are more of a WoW style of of combat. Um, But like the secret is, is that it is just the longest and greatest JRPG of all time that also happens to be online. The only part that you could really if you're really online averse that you would that you'd really butt your head up against is the rare times that you have to do. like dungeons that are story required and those are instant queue um and pretty easy on normal mode so you don't really have to talk to anyone if you don't want to yeah i just don't like i don't like the way it feels to play because it has those cooldowns and has some like clicky interactivity stuff that's very mmo ish and you got Mm -hmm. all these names flying around and like all the other stuff to keep track of that isn't like integral to like the game um And that's sort of why that's sort of my distaste for it. But again, it's like it's clearly something that if I could get into, I would super love it. Yeah, I think. And I I think there's also this really interesting trick that they always are doing with the um, with the villains of the of the universe is that like so often they give them really, really compelling reasons for what they're doing. Um, I think a lot of JRPGs have a very blanket way of just doing good and good and evil stuff. And the good, the good ones can go deeper. Um, but the, 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 there have been multiple villain arcs so far in the game that really surprised me, um, with how much I cared about what happened to them at the end. Um, and, uh, the fact that people keep telling me that, Shadowbringers, the most recent expansion after Stormblood, gets even better. I mean, the fucking then, trailer that Forrest showed me for that shit looked so cool. 
Yeah. I mean, people say that Shadowbringer somehow gets even better. And I'm like already at like what I feel is like max enjoyment now, like and max investment. The, the idea that people are saying just wait for it to get even better is like... I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm on a very exciting ride and I'm going to spend the next month and a half completely seeing this through so we can get to Endwalker in time for November 23rd. Um, I'm fully story pilled again. I'm excited. I mean, that's great because, you know, I love I'm, I'm always I, I live story pilled. Mm-hmm. I'm on I got a story pill diet. Yeah, so, like that's um, that's my main thing. And it does seem like that world is just so cool and big and full of like interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very exciting to me. And, you know, the team that makes it is so much more like kind with their fan base in so many ways in comparison to the way that Blizzard acts like uh, Yoshi P, the the creator. Um, he's now also working on Final Fantasy 16. Um, he, uh, just did this like huge media tour for N Walker and he literally talked to like all sorts of different levels of streamers that stream final fantasy 14 and gave them all like 45 minute interviews. Did he talk um, to you? Yeah. He talked to me. Yeah. And here he is right now. Um, but it was just cool. It was just cool that like he that he was able to reach out that he's like, oh, I'm watching your streams and stuff like that. And like I'm seeing, you know, he's like watching Americans play the game. You know, he doesn't even uh, understand English, but I'm sure he's getting like a translated or something. Um, but it's just cool. It's cool that they love the game and that they love their players and that they want to make the experience good for their players and not like trick not like have this like aggressive relationship with their players where they're like these rubes need another carrot on a stick to keep them going around the racetrack for a couple more times to give us a break and get them off our asses it's like the yoshi and his team seems like they're like they have joy with the game they play the game every day and they are really really excited to have all these new people and these new fans and to sort of just like give them a good game well, it feels really distinct from like Blizzard, right? Because like Blizzard always seemed to have like a really adversarial relationship with the streamers where there was like these annoying guys are streaming and people making crazy demands. Yeah. And they're like showing people the glitches in our game that they find while they're playing it and mm-hmm. showing and giving our game free advertising to thousands of people. And instead they were mad because they like discovered that a door doesn't open right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's such a crazy way to approach it, obviously. And it feels like these Final Fantasy guys are really approaching it much more from a place of like, like you said, like we made this game, we love this game, but this game is ultimately for the people who play it. And so watching them play it and how they experience it, like, is the best possible focus group for figuring out, like, what to do to improve it. There was also this really, really important moment where, like, Yoshi got asked what he thought about, like, other MMOs that are coming out, like New World and Ashes of Creation and, like, with WoW sort of in a weird place and, like, what he thought about people that are moving away from WoW and trying other MMOs. And he said that he's, like, he hopes that all of the people that play Final Fantasy go and play other MMOs too and that he's designed the game to be something 
thing that you don't have to play all the time and that it's healthy and good to go play other games and then come back for new content in Final Fantasy. And that it's like, that is such a great way to think about the future of games. That it doesn't have to be a mono game that you lose your life to. Um, that's true. But that, that's also some shit you say where your game has just gotten like 80 billion new subscribers and it's fucking killing it. Like, that's some shit you say when you're like, yeah, no, of course, we're the best. But you should do some other stuff because I know you'll come back because we're the king of the mountain. But there's a reason they're king of the mountain. And it's not just like out of out of luck. And I really felt that he was right because I played New World. I got that experience. And then I was like, damn, I really want something I'm more invested into. And then I went back to Final Fantasy and it, you know, it, it like felt sweet again. So I I think there is something to his logic. It's like you might realize that Final Fantasy is still good. (laughs) Yeah, like that's that makes a lot of sense. I think. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of joking. Like it's but you're right. Like that is something you can only say when your game is doing like the best. But it's also their game is doing the best for a reason and a number of reasons Um, like they aren't they don't seem to be like mailing it in ever. They're really going for it. And, and putting out the best possible game. And like, that's, that's very cool and very exciting. Um, but yeah, so that's that with final fantasy 14, I'm sure I'll have little updates, but I will try not to blow the podcast every week, but I'm sure that there'll be some crazy shit in the story. I'll have to talk about. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing Warzone again. All right. Let's get into that. It's actually... It's a big moment for Warzone Lux because it's the final season of Verdansk. Whoa, what? Verdansk, the map that I've been playing on for two years. The map that I know better than my own family. You know, I know every crook and cranny, crevice and hook and ladder and shoot. Um, because I literally have played every set, like hundreds and hundreds of hours on that map. Yeah, And they're going to... They're going to add a new map there. And I think the old map is going away. And it's this weird time because, you know, Warzone came out when the pandemic started. And that feels like a lifetime ago. But it was only like two years ago. But it is warping everything about my sense of time and just like relation. Because I'm like, wow, this really is a marker. Like Verdansk was what I just grinded out to as the world was shutting down. Uh, And I think in the same way that like music can often ground you to the time period where you first experienced it. I feel like video games and especially Warzone is like intrinsically connected to the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, well, Warzone became like one of the biggest ways, not just you, but like thousands and thousands of people killed time during a period of time where there was nothing to do but kill time. Like there was a period where like people just didn't do anything (laughs) from like March to like July of 2020, basically, or even further. Like it wasn't unusual for like normal non-professional gamers to just put 12 hours into Warzone. Yeah, <laughs> just totally. like wake up, watch YouTube videos and play Warzone all day. Yeah, and so it is interesting that like it's moving into something new. Um I wonder how that's going to affect it in terms of like will people who did the pandemic grind on Verdansk be like well, I don't have time to do that again. <laughs> Like I have a life again now. I'm allowed to go to the to go look at my birds or whatever. Like 
I wonder if that'll cut down the player base or if it'll reignite the player base because now there's like a <laughs> even footing again. You know, people complain a lot about worker shortages in the economy. I'm complaining about uh, soldier shortages in my war zone maps. We don't have enough gamers. Yeah, people got to pay gamers a living wage. People are going back outside. They need to stay inside. And the best solution you could do is kill all the birds. Then no one will want to go outside. True. Um, yeah, so Warzone is still very, very fun. I'm very, very good at it, Lux. I got a 20 kills in one of my games last night on stream. That's like professional streamer level, FYI, if you were wondering. I was. Um, and uh, I'm, I've been doing a really fun meta where I wear the brightest outfit possible. Um, because everyone tries to pick these outfits that are like really dark and ghillie suited and shaded so that like, if they're like crouched in a corner, like a little rat, like you can't even see them and they just fucking kill you. Um, I'm doing the opposite. I am in a red leather jumpsuit, uh, that you can literally see like reflecting from like across the map. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am primarily only using the rocket launcher. And I am cleaning up with it. It is now, a very trolly meta. Now, that strategy to me sounds like it shouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't. But I'll tell you what. The rocket is not in any meta. No one uses the rockets. So when people encounter someone who's using the rockets, they freak out. They just don't know what to do. They panic and I just nail them. I just have an intrinsically incredible shot at shooting these rockets. Um, and then when they see the jumpsuit, yeah, it does make it harder for me. But then it makes them feel so much worse when I kill them anyways. Yeah, that's it's like pretty you lost to me. It's about humiliation. It's about, it's about making sure people aren't logging back in. Yeah, so you want more players, but you want your play style in particular to make there be less players. It's a, I'm biting the hand that feeds, yes. Okay, cool. As long as we're on the same page about which hands you are, in fact, biting. Um, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That game is... It's wild that game still has juice to me, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. it just well, feels... It just, it just the movement. It just so, feels so good. It's just like, there, it feels like there's so little there there, but people fucking love it's just, it. I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's I guess it's like Dungeon Encounters. Like, it's purely mechanical. It's like, it's like Coca-Cola in that it's like, yeah, there's like a lot of other sodas, I guess, but it's like, I'm always going to want a, that Coke. It's just, there's something about the balance of it. It's like scientific almost in terms of like how the mechanics all and the feel and the movement all bl me like meld together into an experience. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good experiences, but like that's, but Call of Duty Warzone is just, it hit that sweet spot. Um, yeah, no, that makes, that makes a little bit of sense to me. That's like apex. You're too fast and you can climb up anything. Uh, and then in Fortnite, you're too slow and the map doesn't matter. And you build your own map in Warzone, The map matters. You're not too fast, but you can, if you do the right amount of sliding and jumping, create a momentum and a pace and a speed. And there's like ways to get better and better and better and better at that, uh, as opposed to sort of the staticness of Fortnite or, 
yeah, I don't know. Or the sort of sloppy speeds of Apex and another and other battle royals like that. Yeah, it's just, it's it's the Goldilocks zone, baby. Yeah. Um and also for me, it's like the only modern Call of Duty thing that isn't cringe because there it's like apolitical, essentially. Like Verdansk really isn't really anywhere. And it's like right. it's not about it's, anything. It's like uh the, all those eighties movies that took place in Valverde. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, like there's no like judge, like someone is dropping in with the judge dread skin. Like there's no politics here. Like there was no there's no war crimes. It's just all about skill. And I like that. It's just pure skill for the U.S. Army. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, I don't here. like that part. <laughs> but, but, you know, the U.S. Army had like more success recruiting people through like Farmville than it did recruiting people through Call of Duty. Uh, I guess that's fair. <laughs> so, Farmville's deeply you know, militant. Um, anything can be used for evil. Um, yep. And that's what the army is for, basically. Um, Farmville was about nation building. Plants versus Zombies is about immigration. Yep. And that's two things everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a quick shout out right here. Rest in peace, Colin Powell. Man, or don't. Fuck that guy. I hope he rests in dead. Listen, I don't know anything about him other than he was old and he worked for NASA. Okay. So you know you know one thing about him actually, which is <laughs> that he was old. Which isn't even wasn't even true for his entire life. And the vaccine killed him. Um vaccine <laughs> killed him. Uh he did war crimes in Vietnam. He did war crimes in Cambodia. Yeah. He did war crimes in Iraq. Uh-huh. Probably to war crimes in Afghanistan and Kuwait. Every time he walked into a building, that that a fortunate song would start playing. Yeah, that's true. That was cool. That was the coolest thing about Colin Powell is that Creedence Clearwater Revival would play every time he showed up anywhere. They love the, they, they they love his KD ratio. Yeah, I mean, he look to be honest, his KD ratio is insanely high. Insane. <laughs> like it's thousands, maybe even tens of thousands to one. He's a juicer. He just he just fries. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. Like Colin Powell, bad man, definitely going to hell. We hate him a lot. Uh, but he could call in a helicopter airstrike. Yeah. Largely responsible for sort of the state of things in the sense of the Iraq war is largely responsible for the state of things. But man had a K- KD ratio that was frankly off the charts. Do you think he ever wanted to nuke somewhere? Do you think he was ever like, let's do it? Oh, Definitely. Definitely. He yeah. thought about it. Um, it sucks. That, like, the next time a nuke goes off, it's just going to be because someone like didn't drive a submarine right or something stupid. Probably. It probably won't be a tactical strike designed to kill hundreds of thousands of people. Um, did you see did you see that submarine, that nuke submarine that got like that crashed into something? No, that seems bad. <laughs> It was a it was a U.S. nuke submarine, and this wasn't in our papers, but it was in the U.K. that they were ta- they reported on it, um, and it was very mysterious. They like didn't even report on like what they crashed into, and I was like, oh, sea monsters. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe they crashed that ship into the Loch Ness monster. Hmm. Like that's that's where, which is where the Loch, the Loch Ness monster lives in the ocean. Um. Not yeah. the lock, not the not the lock. Yeah, no, it's well, you know, it can move around. It's is lock for Scottish for lake. Yes, nailed it. Just like how Laird is Scottish for Lord. No way. Yeah, cool. 
That's one fun um, fact. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with all this sort of talk of, you know, international military, colon pal, um, the military, there was a story that I sort of wanted to end the episode with tonight that I wanted to revisit that we've covered in the past, Lux. Now, about a month or two ago, I spoke to you about a tank game that was having to get shut down and ban users because the users were posting the actual schematics and blueprints of tanks from the military. Do you remember this story at all? Yes. Um, well, that's happened again, uh, and they've had to temporarily shut down the game because someone else got in a big forum rage match um arguing about the tanks and posted like schematics to like some like you and like not not like a un like a uk tank like an actual modern one and it's just the game developers are like again please stop doing this you're putting lives at risk whoa yeah that's it's so crazy that's happened more than once um, it's awesome what is going on with these tank game gamers they're, they're the most bloodthirsty type. Yeah, I mean, tank guys really love to show off their knowledge of military history. Yeah, it's like that. Re- oh, fuck, man. That really reminds me of the fact that Goldenberg told me a thing that him and his uh, him and his brother do is they go on conservative forums and they post that uh, AR-15 stands for assault rifle 15. Classic and just bit. Let the re- classic bit. Just, they just let the replies roll in. Yeah, it's a classic way to hassle those people to tell them that it stands for like, assault rifle fifteen. It's so great because expert they, those like online experts like they just they're just imp- they just cannot a let it go, but also they cannot understand that, that you're trolling. Yeah, they, they they're they're too far gone down the expert hole. An ultimate example of the expert hole. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Is the classic bodybuilding.com thread about how many days are in a week. <laughs> no. Um, there's this thread where this guy's like, if I work out every other day for a week, I'll work out four times a week. And these people are like, well, sometimes, but if you work out every other day, some weeks will work out four times and some weeks will work out three times. And the guy's like, no, if I do it Sunday, Monday, if I do it Sunday, <laughs> oh, Tuesday, oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, Thursday, Saturday, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he puts out whatever it is. Um, and like the, this is this huge fight. John Boyce did a video about it. The fucking rules that just goes through the entire thread, and people lose their damn minds over how many days are in a week, and it's incredible. Um, but that whole set of like military history people is like, like you're saying, like it the the veneer of expertism matters so much more than like the conversation or even being correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's bizarre. I love them. I love my little experts. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about <laughs> I the to, really quick? Speaking of experts, do you want to talk about the the uh, Cowboy Bebop trailer? Uh, was there another one? There was a new one that came out today. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you tell me what, you, what did it look like? I don't feel strongly oh, about the series. It was extremely stylized, which we like, but it has all the same problems I had with the original sort of promo materials, which is that like it doesn't look like space. <laughs> Like it, what's it look like? Just kind of like regular guys. Like no one's dressed that much different. Like how my friends dress if they're like going out. Like mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't feel spacey and weird. That said, it does have some style and it does have some cool camera stuff and some cool effects going on. And looks like it could be fun. So we'll see. 
But I was wondering if you'd watch it because I felt like you would either have been very pumped or very annoyed about it. Sort of in the way that I usually feel somewhere between a four and a seven about everything. And you're usually a one or a ten. You know, I'm in a weird space with this particular franchise because it's not a franchise I grew up with. It's a franchise that I watched recently during the pandemic. And I'll also be honest, a franchise I have not finished. Oh, you got to finish it. So good. Okay. Well, yeah, it definitely like I can tell it's good. I haven't, it hasn't been one of my number one jams. So I don't really have any emotional stake in the game. I guess I have a certain extent. I don't want it to be a train wreck because I'd love for more live action versions of cool anime to get made. Um, But it's, you know, hopefully it doesn't totally bomb. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But but you know what is what you know what is perfect, and I'm 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 already very TV content. Season three of you, baby, I oh, love that show. Have not watched yet. Still working on Evil and Star Trek Lower Decks, making the most of my Paramount Plus subscription. Yeah, get it while it's get it before it's gone. Um, you is incredible. You is like just so perfectly campy and like i've just never had so much like i I, the writers have so much fun writing the show it's just such a blast um really enjoy it i'm I'm in it's it's in my q zone it's in my sweet spot and i'm having a blast i mean it's tv time baby it's the fall yeah I'm, i'm excited for tv season i love tv it's my favorite i'm excited to see I'm hoping that this year we get back to TV being fun again. I'm hoping mm-hmm. this year when it comes to TV that we finally start to build back better. Yeah. Last year, bad year for TV. 2021, got my hopes up. At least 2022. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I mean, we don't, I don't know if the movies are necessarily back, but maybe we'll at least get some freaking content. Yeah, maybe we'll fall. get some fucking bingeable tent. Yeah. Um, um all right, that's it. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. You can find Haley on Instagram and YouTube at Eat Every Sound. You can find Griffin on Twitter and TikTok at Griffin P. Davis and on twitch.tv slash the ch- slash Choom Room for the Twitch streams. You can find me on Twitter at Tailboy, that's T A I L underscore B O I. And this week I'll be on streaming on Wednesday at twitch.tv slash pixel goblins is the new URL. Will it be the same? I don't know. Well, I, it'll have, we have more uh, cameras, which is to say one. Um, so that's good. So go to twitch.tv slash pixel goblins on Wednesday at 830 central to see us play Shin Megami Tensei 2. Normally we stream on Thursdays when going out of town and soon we'll be doing Shin Megami Tensei 5, including hopefully an all day stream on November 11th. Maybe we'll even get Griffin. Maybe we'll even bug Griffin about coming on through Discord for that once we figure out how that works. Wow. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get that going. But thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.